Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about pizza, a horror movie about a pizza delivery boy who delivers pizza to a haunted house and gets trapped. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the first in our horror movie series, which who would have thought... That India had really any horror movies worth talking about. No offense, India, but it's not your genre. Well, Indians will be the first to tell you yeah. that Indian horror is usually not great. I don't know why, because it's not like they don't have plenty of examples. And I, I think they enjoy horror on some level. You know, it's not like no one watches it. Well, they keep making it. I well, mean, and they I've import seen... them from South Korea. I know. Just, like, got horror down. Yeah, they bad. have really good horror. Like, I don't understand it. And they have access to special effects that are really good. Yeah. I don't half the Hollywood special effects are done in India. <laughs> I know. I really don't get it. I've seen movies, horror movies that have Rajkumar Rao in them, but are terrible and not scary. Thinks that's Regini MMS, which there were many of those. They kept making them after mm-hmm. that too. Darna Manahay is a bunch of short stories. Saif Ali Khan is in one of them. One of Salman Khan's brothers is in another one. Mm-hmm. And India thinks, they say that one's good. It's not scary. Yeah, and they do, they'll do horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Which is hit or miss. And honestly, even in their horror movies, a lot of the time they wind up being, like, more like supernatural, suspenseful romance sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. India is all about romance. Yes, but it that's not really should should never be the core of your horror movie, really. It's, it's a tough really, sell. It's really it it should be really rare. Yeah, this movie is an actual horror movie with a actually frightening haunted house and a lot of the elements that you expect in a horror movie, although still with an original plot, which is the other thing that can be kind of hard to find in Indian horror are horror movies with novel plots. That's hard to find anywhere. Oh, totally. um, With horror movies. And this one, I've never seen this plot before, which is amazing because I cannot tell you how many horror movies my husband and I watch all the time. Um... Which, after a while, just means you're like, this one looks watchable. Okay, let's watch that. And it's so much recycling of plots. And I've never seen this one. Yeah, I think this is one of the most unique plots from the movies on our list. Although, you know, we have a kind of spectrum. Yeah. But this is an actual scary movie. So if you aren't interested in jump scenes and, like, things that are very creepy happening, don't watch this movie. Nothing happens that's very graphic. This is definitely something that could be watched probably by, like, a teenager who's interested in horror, depending on the sensitivity of your child. But there's nothing graphic in it. It's not gruesome. No, it's just that it's really scary. Yes. Obviously not for the entire movie, but there's a lot of stuff that's really scary. Yes. And sadly, no singing and dancing. Mm -hmm. It stars 
Vijay Sethupathi, mm-hmm. who was last in Kadhulam Kandadhu Pogam. I don't know. It's the one about the guy who, like, the low-level gangster who lives across from the woman who's looking for a job. Yes. That one. Yes. And he actually kind of plays a similar part in this movie in that he is a kind of an undirected slacker. I didn't think about that. He actually does. He also pulled a Salman Khan on us, and, like, this movie was shot before that one, and his frame and, like, whole face is skinnier to the point that Mm -hmm. I... Was like, okay, I guess VJ's gonna come in later. And I didn't realize it was him for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he honestly is just nondescript looking enough that he can, if he's a little bit too different looking, he can be difficult to identify. You kind of have to recognize him by his mannerisms. And I have seen him in movies where he's played different parts. So I don't want to say that this is like the only part he can play. This is a coincidence that he's playing kind of a similar slacker part. He's a very good actor. Yeah. And he was so... So part of the reason that I was like, oh, VJ's coming in later is because this guy, especially when you first see him, is like really unlikable. Oh, that's funny. I never disliked him. I... I guess I maybe I didn't dislike him, but maybe I was like, wow, you guys have not a great relationship, I feel like, when they're, like, fighting over ghosts existing. Oh, I think I took that as, He's like, like why are you watching banter. this super stupid thing? Yeah, he's not into horror in the beginning of it, because he doesn't believe any of it's real, and, you know, mm-hmm. fair enough. But his girlfriend's all about it. She's trying to write a horror novel. She's doing all this research with other horror novels, including R.L. Stein is one of the names they pass over. Yeah, there is a montage where you see him reading what I think is supposed to be like a legit horror book. I don't understand why it would even be in their apartment unless you're writing children's horror. And he's reading a Goosebumps book. That's the thing. Like, if you've read those past the age of 12, even 12, it's probably not scary then. It's a lot of like, oh, it's just my kid brother. Like, oh, right. it turns out. And then there's like a monster later. It's really not scary, you guys. No, because it's written for children. It's for kids. It was a little bit weird. And it's not like there aren't better known horror authors like Stephen well, King. And they passed over some of those. They were like, oh, Stephen King, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's all yeah. the panning over these books, but also R.L. Stein. I mean, they must know that R.L. Stein is a children's author and maybe they thought it was funny that he was reading it but it kind of looked like he was getting scared by the book. (laughs) Uh, I hope that was (laughs) undirected. BJ was just scared reading it. Yeah, that was a really weird choice. There were some things in it that were even though, like, obviously anyone can follow this movie, there were some funny cultural moments in it. Mm -hmm. So, at one point and this is pretty early on in the movie his girlfriend finds out she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so they have to decide what they're going to do next. Yeah. And this leads to a couple of really funny moments to me. One of them is a reference to the fact that she wants the baby. It's either getting married or the baby being born on 12 12, mm-hmm. which she says is the superstar's birthday. She's talking about Rajnikanth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe he'll look as good in a cheap wig as he does. Yeah. I mean... That's the dream. Right. That's a true fan's devotion, like, culturally. Because there's no way... (laughs) Yeah. The other funny thing, I thought, was when he's thinking about the possibility of having a baby in the future, 
they are doing a montage of him thinking about it, and then they show this scene in a in the restaurant, the pizza place that he works in. Oh my goodness! Where a a woman who's there with her child, and her child won't eat the pizza, and she just says to him as he's like bussing tables, like feed her, make her eat this. Yes. And I was like, oh no, that's a trap in America. <laughs> like, don't touch someone else's child's food. Don't, like, be feeding them food. Also, how is it his responsibility to make her eat it? But you know what's weird is that he actually does it and the child eats. And the child's like, okay, yeah, now I will. And then he's like, walking away and he's like, ha 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 ha, what a bit of fun. This has to be a culturally acceptable thing. I think so. Because they I, didn't make a big deal about it. They didn't make nearly as big a deal about it as I felt that they should have, which is what the heck is going on. It was so weird. I was so... I didn't like it that at all. That was the most culturally out of touch thing, like, where I was watching it, and I was like, this is a strange culture, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, I think they were trying to be like, oh, and see, he'll have fun with a kid, and he'll do well with a kid, because he's doing well in this, I guess, normal situation for a kid? I guess... Indian culture, it's less weird to have a stranger do something with your child. I mean, it's not like she left him with the child. No, but like having a, a stranger at the pizza place, feed like your a baby. 20 year old guy at the pizza place, feed your kid. Oh, it was weird. Extremely strange. But anyway, so then he winds up at some point after all this drama going to deliver a pizza at a haunted house. And you get an, ex- well, he doesn't know it's haunted, obviously, but like when he's there, he winds up getting trapped inside the house. He can't leave. And also all of these crazy things start happening. Yeah. And that is the super extended amount of horror. So this isn't a movie where the horror is kind of like scattered throughout it and there's multiple scenes. Mm-mm. This is a movie where like the horror is all kind of concentrated into specific areas. Yeah. And the other times are either leading into it or like dealing with the fallout from it. Yeah. So what you get is a very long extended horror scene when he's in the house. Yeah, it is long. And it's really good. It's really tense. Um, And it's scary. It's not like, you know, a scare a minute. No. It has really good pacing. Yeah, and I think it manages to keep the tension up the whole time. It does. It really does. Because... Because they don't show a ton of stuff, they don't have, like, a ton of ghosts everywhere, I kept, like, thinking that I was going to see stuff. I know. They do those shots where you really feel like they're going to pan as they're panning, like, the ghost is going to be behind him. I know. Or I just kept expecting, like, the woman to, like, walk in again. But, like, that would have been really scary at that point. Yes, the woman he's delivering the pizza to. One of the things is, it's obvious that this movie didn't cost that much, but it didn't affect whether it was scary or not, and it really didn't affect the movie overall being good. Yeah, I think they did a lot with practical effects. I mean, even, like, the lighting Mm -hmm. didn't look super professional. And honestly, that's often when horror is at its best. You know, like, when you think of movies like Night of the Living Dead... It's relying more heavily on practical special effects or even just, like, keeping up tension rather than the budget, like, having a big budget with lots of effects. Well, and it can make things feel more realistic. Like, the dark was so dark. And yeah. normally in movies, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. But this is how you end up with runaway hits with horror movies, especially, where they're on a shoestring budget, but then they make millions 
yeah. you know, paranormal activity. Um, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah, that's right. Talk about bad lighting. Yeah. Deliberately so. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah it, it really, really worked. And you also get him interacting with the other, like, his coworkers at the restaurant and stuff. And that was really well done. Mm-hmm. The acting was good. I mean, obviously, we've seen BJ in another movie. He's a good actor. He's really natural seeming on screen. Yeah. And the other people that were in the movie were were also good. And sometimes that can be hard to find in a low-budget horror movie. In low-budget horror, it's really common to have zero to one good actors. Right. And everyone else is kind of terrible. Yes. And that was not the case here. Yes. And we did not mention the woman who plays his girlfriend, Ramia Nambison. Maybe. She was also really good in it. She was good. She had kind of a smaller part, but she also felt really natural on screen. Yeah, she was believable and realistic. And and so was his boss. Oh, his boss was really good. Because his boss is like... His boss was great. Really superstitious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, other thing that I'll mention before we move into the spoiler section, is that I really have to say... I don't know if this is culturally acceptable in India, but I do not approve of somebody ordering a margarita pizza with double cheese and pepperoni topping. Yeah, that's weird. A margarita pizza is a unique thing. But also, like, was there barbecue sauce on that one that he delivered to the haunted house? It was weird looking. It looked weird. Like, none of the pizzas looked good. No, but... I just feel like that man, and I understand he's, like, an Indian, like, guru, exorcist, whatever, but he managed to order that pizza in completely perfect English, which makes me even more upset that he wanted pepperoni on top of his margarita pizza. You cannot do that. Don't order margarita pizza, then. Order pepperoni pizza with some of the accoutrements of margarita. How can you expect any possessing spirits to respect you? If this is what you're eating. Yeah. It was a real tough sell for me. So something to keep an eye out for and really think (laughs) hard about next time you are ordering pizza. Yes. So that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. made this movie so successful really and truly is that I had no indication that there was going to be a plot twist I didn't either I thought that was the plot twist I mean yeah that it that a lot of times, winds up in a haunted house yeah so like a lot of times in horror there there isn't really like okay a lot of times there is like a twist kind of but a lot of times there's not a twist And honestly, the worst thing you can know about a movie that has a twist in it is that it has a twist. Because as soon as you know, you can can honestly a lot of the time guess what it is. If you're halfway decent at guessing twists. So a lot of the time movies like that really only work if you don't know. And so this is one of those movies where, like, the less you say about 
the trajectory it takes, the better. Because the twist was really surprising. It was so surprising. I was not expecting... Yeah, like you say, I just wasn't expecting a twist. And I definitely wasn't expecting a heist movie yeah, where to it's just start. A scam. Yeah. Yeah, and an unexpected, just a crime of opportunity. And it does explain things like why was he so late delivering the pizza and... It also explains why, um, what why his boss is like, where's the bike? And I'm like, why is this your concern? Oh, where's I know, the pizza bag? Like, I'm like, what are these a million dollars in India? Like, why do you I care? Know, I know, we can't get them. <laughs> They're not, what's the one thing we can't make in India? It also explained why the stuff that was going on in the house didn't seem coherent. Mm-hmm. It was all really scary, but I was like, how are they going to explain that, like, they're being killed in weird ways mm-hmm. that seem supernatural? But also now they're ghosts who are maybe possessing dolls, but also maybe there's time travel involved. Right. Because, like, the cops died two years ago. Well, and and why is it the ghost in an unrelated house, but it's, this ghost has the same name as the boss's crazy daughter. The the spirit that's the possessing. The spirit that's possessing his boss's his daughter. daughter. Yeah, exactly. Where you're like, there doesn't seem to be any tie between the two. I, well, I know. And I was like, well, maybe maybe in this guy's past life something happened. Now that we're talking about, like, time travel, kind of. Like, I don't know. So, like, maybe it's just a connection to him. Yeah. So, I think it sidestepped a lot of what would have been a problem later by being like, and they, it was not real. Right. And they're really clever about even disguising. Because it could just be, like, you you have the movie and you as the writer know where it's going. And so you're like, okay, then he gets out of the haunted house. Yeah. yeah. And But then as an audience, you're like, well, what's going to happen? But, like, instead, they kind of disguise that by setting up a classic horror trope of, oh, one of these characters has been dead the whole time. Or never existed. Or never existed, right? Yeah. So this thing of like, oh, his girlfriend slash now wife, they've gotten married. Has anyone ever seen his wife? Right. No one at his work has ever seen his wife. Oh, well, they they like grew up together and they left the ashram together, but like no one's seen her in a while. Maybe he killed her. Maybe blah, blah, blah. Right. She was dead the whole time. Well, boss, we moved him out of his apartment, but there was no evidence that there was ever a woman there. Yeah. And so that was a really clever way of being like, oh, this is where the movie is going. It turns out that there was something wrong with the girlfriend. And that's why mm-hmm. all of this mysterious stuff is somehow connected to that. And then it just turns out that, nope, they're just stealing diamonds from his boss. Just stealing diamonds. He picked the wrong. And you know what? No one to blame but yourself. You picked the wrong way to try to fool the taxmen or whoever. Well, was. yeah, you, you don't really feel that bad for his boss since no. he's trying to. Get one over on the taxes. And I'm like, I don't even have those diamonds. Running a pizza shop, man. Like, you are into some criminal enterprise. Yeah. There's no other way. Seriously. I think my favorite thing is that his daughter was just possessed and it was unrelated to what was happening. And they never address it again. No, they never bring it up. It's not related. Yeah. So then my question is, how well do you think the ending landed? The very end where he delivers the pizza and things happen almost the exact same way as the story that he's concocted with, like, the make-believe thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then a ghost, it's heavily implied that the girl at the end is a ghost of that spirit. 
How do you feel that landed when the whole thing was a scam? I kind of like, actually, a different way that it could go, which is that now that he's done this, he's going to be really easily scared by stuff like that for the rest of his life because he got so into playing this part and he had to sell this story so hard Mm -hmm. that now it's going to be really easy to spook him. And he's going to be looking for ghosts everywhere, even though he doesn't mean to be. Yeah. So I kind of like that idea. If that really is a ghost, then I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, other than like the, the classic horror, horror thing of like, just kidding, the horror is not over at the end of a movie. Right. I know. I feel really torn about it because I'm like, in a sense, you could have it be that the spirit who was possessing that girl Mm -hmm. was, like, trying to get revenge on the guy for, like, using her name or something in the story. And she did have a reaction to him when he was there anyway. Right. So then it would be this thing of, like, oh, you're going to use me as part of your con. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. And it's getting revenge. So there's that option. Right. Or... I don't like it because, like you said, it's the classic, like, the horror's not done yet. And that, to me, always feels like a cheap trick at the end. Especially when it It turns out there's been no supernatural activity at all. I know. Yeah, it almost always is. Um, And it almost feels like, like, well, we don't want to discount supernatural activity. So maybe it really does exist right here at the very end. There you go. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I'm really torn. Like, I kind of like it, but then if I think about it a lot, maybe I kind of don't. I think they missed just something to kind of give it more of a sense of purpose where you Mm -hmm. feel like you knew for sure why the director put it in there. Definitely. Because I think the first time I liked it less, like, I really felt like the director was just checking boxes. Yeah. Or, or like, didn't really know how to end his movie. Right. Right. But the second time I was like, well, now I feel like I can see maybe how it is related to the story, but I just wasn't completely sold on it. So I just think it didn't really stick the ending. Yeah, because it it wasn't even clear one way or the other. I think they didn't put the effort into that scene that they put into the rest of the movie. That's what it felt like. I mean, regardless, you should still see it. It's an awesome horror movie. And, I mean, I hope that if you haven't seen it, you didn't listen to the end because we've completely spoiled the twist. And yes. the twist is one of the delights of the movie. Yes. Just just go in knowing that there are ghosts who really want some pizza. <laughs> That's all they yes. want. Oh, my gosh. Also, whoever was living in that house would have deserved everything that happened to them based on how creepy the artwork was on the wall. Now, oh in reality, goodness, everyone right? in that household was murdered. Including two cops, right? So it, it tragedy did happen in the house. Right. And I hate to say that they brought it on themselves, but when you have paintings or artwork of whatever sort that's all children seeming trapped or abused, yeah, I feel like you're asking to be murdered. A bunch of close-ups of scared kids? Come on, guys. Yeah. With a bunch of weirdo figurines everywhere. It's a miracle. And a room full of dolls. It's It's a miracle that you weren't murdered sooner. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to everyone listening. Yeah. So there is a sequel, Pizza 2, Villa. And this, I haven't seen this movie, but it got very positive reviews. And there's also making a third one this year. So if you liked this one, check out the other two. I will be at some point looking up the second one, at least. Yeah, I want to see it. Especially because 
they can't use that same twist again. Yes. And this is not about the same people. It is a spiritual successor. Yeah. Sorry. So the next movie is, oh my gosh, give me a second. Manny Chitrathazu. I think I got all the syllables. I could be wrong. The name translates to the ornate lock. Now, this is a classic movie. So it is from classic, meaning it's from 1993. When they started making any acceptable horror? I guess. I don't know if they even tried horror. Old school. I I would have to look and see what the history of horror in India is. Horror probably would have been really different, like considered to be a different type of thing. Yeah. Before that. You're I think you're right about that. But this is a beloved Indian horror movie. And it is a Malayalam film and it stars Malayalam superstar Mahamal. And it is also a haunted house movie. It's available on Amazon Prime. I think if you get an Eros add-on subscription. Eros, by the way, is just an unfortunately named film studio. It is not actually uh, porn films, which is what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just a regular. Probably zero porn films, considering yeah. it's an Indian. Well, yeah. It, and it's just a regular movie studio. It, exactly. Uh, its logo is confusingly Atlas, and I think they named it after Cupid. I think you're right. It's really weird because it feels very Greek, yes. God inspired, and. You're like, nope, it's 100% Indian stuff, though. Right. So it's all over the place. But just so you know, if you get the the add-on, it's nothing weird. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast.com at gmail.com.